everyone, and welcome to episode 235 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host, Daryl, and I'm here with Lauren. Hi, guys. How are we today, Lauren? We're doing all right. Yeah, we're plugging along. I can't believe that it's only been like, it feels like, I, I think I said this every episode, the fact that we're like in the 200s and it's two, only 235 since big 200. It's just weird. It's also weird that it's closing up on Christmas. I know. Very soon. I know. The year has just, well, I mean, it, it's a blur for everybody, isn't it? It's just, it's just a massive blur. Yeah. It just kind of feels like that Nine Inch Nails song, every day is exactly the same. Yeah, it's just weird. Thank you for that rendition. You're so welcome. <laughs> I think that I've blessed I've blessed this podcast with my vocal talents. Everyone's ears will now be far better off. 100%. So yeah, today we are going to be talking about some more classics in the franchise and the focus of our attentions for this episode is Final Fantasy II. <gasps> I know. Why? Wait, why? <laughs> why is that shock? Why is that shocking? Um, just because, like, Final Fantasy II, it's, it's the one that we don't speak about. It's the one that just stays in the corner it does... and just hides and kind of is like, Hi, I'm here. I'm Final Fantasy II. I think whenever it comes to main numbered lists which everyone always does their tier lists final fantasy 2 is pretty much without fail bottom every single time <laughs> it's like the only one that we can agree on i mean we just did the video talking about which game we would recommend starting with if you're new to the franchise and we pulled out loads of different options like final fantasy 4 tactics 14 uh anything from like 6 through 10 15 7 remake um and i don't think why well, even three and five were were mentioned as well i don't think two came up as a possibility in any realm <laughs> oh it's so because sad. It, it kind of just doesn't really uh, three and five had the job system mm -hmm. uh one kind of had that in a really basic form but like two had the first story but it was kind of like first kind of proper story but it was before they started really finding their feet with the story yeah and it doesn't have the best mechanics if you're looking at tolerance in any way shape or form it's true it tried it it's really a hard one to, i mean like if two is your first point or so your entry point into the franchise is your first contact then i don't i don't know it's i mean there's a reason why sakaguchi kind of had that statement in the the Tabata interview where he was like, "Yeah, no, I didn't really come up with the system in that game, and and the person who did didn't work on Final Fantasy again." So <laughs> there, you <go. laughs> there you go. At least I don't think he did. Um, yeah. So Final Fantasy Two is going to be the the subject of our conversation, as you probably can tell from how this is leading in. It's going to be an interesting, colourful conversation about the various mechanics and uh, what we what we witnessed during our recent playthrough of the game, what we reminisced about. Mm. Before we do get into that, though, we're going to do our shout-outs for our Patreon supporters, and we're going to kick things off with Lewis James. Zach Duranto. Rachel Casterton at Urbion Ray. Barry Norton at Nortron Zero. Zelda Clinton at Apes Type Novels. Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J. Alex and Rachel Troutman at Akira Namejin. Miles Ribbons. Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson. Thurin Bullen at Massacre23. Tom Hughes at Tom underscore Hughes22. Yam Potato. Noah Luttrell. Ryzen. Sam Ennis. Chris Willis. Fayaz Bilal. 
Joshua Johnson at The Cancer Bus. Freya Stella. Lauren Luscombe. Tim Michael Verne at Phoenix02SA. And Marco Lilu. Thank you so much, Thank guys. Thank you, everyone. Thank and you also, for your support. And also, I just want to say, like, some of you guys I've, I've been seeing around on the, um, on the, uh, what's it called, on the Twitch. And it's been really cool to see you guys around and talk to you guys on the stream. So... Thank you. Thank you. Anybody who supported us on the stream so far. It's yeah, been really I mean, fun. If, uh, if you were fortunate enough to join us on our adventure through Final Fantasy 2, it, it was, you know, it was, it was a, it was a, I don't really know where I'm going with that, but it was, <laughs> it was a something. And we're currently going through another something with Final Fantasy 3 at the moment. So if you do want to play through the games with us or watch us play through the games, then uh, our Twitch is Lozadar, which is L O Z Z A D A R for Loza and. Dar. 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 And yeah, so this, we're going to be talking about our recent playthrough of Final Fantasy 2. And based on how we're doing this, where we, we're alternating, Lauren took the wheel. Mm. I took the wheel? Yeah. In what? You played the game. Oh, I took the wheel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless yeah. you didn't, unless no. I, something else happened here. <laughs> I just kind of like took the wheel. I took the wheel of the Lazador. I did actually come up with the name. But yeah, no, I did. I did. I, I took the wheel in Final Fantasy 2, which was a scary experience. But yeah, uh, I mean, my experience with Final Fantasy 2 is quite minimal uh, beforehand. Like I played through it once and kind of forgot about it years ago. But it was um, interesting to play it again <laughs> it's hard because it, it, it's just such a weird system i um i don't like like the story they tried like in comparison to one i will say that they at least tried to have a semblance of a story you are the warriors of light again essentially but like you um have other people who come into your party a bit like how final fantasy 3 is you have guest characters um and you follow like um a sort of war that's going on people kind of die and and life goes on it's it's really weird it was yeah i mean as you said it was a step up from what we saw in final fantasy 1 but you can you could see what they were trying to do i think yeah. with the story it was just a bit too shallow it was just yeah. like everything was just a bit too shallow like nothing really went too deep into things i think it was in Final Fantasy 1, we talked about how you really need to use your imagination to flesh mm. the story out. In this one, I feel as though it was like that kind of weird middle ground where you still really needed to use your imagination to, to flesh things out because the things they were talking about just weren't reality. Mm. I know one of the things we mentioned on the stream quite a lot was was Gordon, for example, and Gordon's role in proceedings. And... Uh, he is an interesting character because he's like positioned to this kind of military leader, but there isn't really a military to lead, but you never really see it. It's, it's, it's like all these things are happening behind the scenes that you're expected to kind of appreciate and, and I guess come up to your own conclusions with, mm. but they're not really shown. Like there's these battles and these wars taking place, but you, you see like eight soldiers yeah, and it's, it's kind of hard to get sucked into the story when it's not really manifesting in any way that kind of i don't know it just it's it's hard to yeah it's hard <laughs> to get sucked into it i think yeah and like i mean there's like there's a few like really cool characters like i mean min woo is pretty like he well they present him as being really cool but he, he seems like pretty mysterious but also 
really strong. Um, but then there's like these weird elements that they just throw in, like the fact that Guy can speak beaver. Like it's just, it's just kind of there. Yeah, I wonder what the meeting was like when they were like, right, guys, what we're going to do is we're going to have a sequence where you have to interact with some beavers. Yeah. Yeah, but does, how do you, no one knows how they speak. Oh, you know what? We'll have one of the characters speak beaver. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, where did that even come from? Well, yeah, because even the, the other characters are like, what? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the only time that you hear about it. It's like the only time everybody the guy remembers ever really it. Speaks, right? Like a lot of people remember that that little bit, but um, but yeah, like I I just found that the characters they didn't really have a camaraderie amongst each other. Like you know, like if Firion and Maria are apparently in the seat in the sequel book are supposed to have like a relationship, but you, like you never really see it progress at all in the story. It just they're just kind of two people going on a quest. As you said, it's it's very shallow. Mm. Um, like the whole relationship with Leon as well is 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 quite dubious. You know, all of a sudden, okay, they beat the emperor, and then he's like, "Aha! Well, you know what? Sucks to be you because even though I used to be your friend, all these years working for the empire, I've maybe this horrible person, and now the emperor's dead. I'm the new emperor, mm. and I'm going to kill you." Yeah. But then the emperor comes back, and he's like, "Oh, uh, you know what? Actually, I'm going to join your side." <laughs> yeah like what okay yeah. you're just about to kill us two seconds ago now we're gonna fight alongside you and maria's like no no we should definitely trust this guy just trust him because he's a, a relate is, is a relative of mine so you know nothing bad ever is gonna come from this he's never gonna do anything bad yeah and then even at the end of the game he like chooses to not stay with them yeah why is that leon mm, yeah because we just take out your biggest competition maybe yeah <laughs> And then, like, there's Layla, who's supposed to be, like, the next sort of female character. And she just kind of is in it for, like, a second. And then she decides to stay with the queen. Yeah, she just kind of disappears. And you don't really... Because uh, that's the, the other weird thing. Like, a lot of the uh, guest characters kind of have, like... One deaths. segment. Yeah, like, they die. <laughs> yeah. They either have, like, a long... Yeah, like, they just have a segment, and then they either die or they just become inactive for the rest of the game. Because Gordon, as well, he... Um, he sits becomes back the military the leader. Yeah. Yeah, and he takes over from his... Uh, he takes over from... Is it his sister? No. No, I think the, Gordon is... The, um, uh, the queen. Who's the queen? Like, what is she in relation I think he's. I don't think they're actually like. Are blood they not relations. related? I don't think so. Princess Hilda. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they're blood relations. No. Uh, let me. Because if we were going on a kind of historical monarchy, then then he would probably have been the king. Hmm. I know Scott is Scott is his older brother. These great names. I know. Just Scott. Why? Why Scott? Well, actually, there's something very interesting I learned about this. So. In uh, Japan, names like Scott and Gordon are like really, really strange. Mm. So for us, they're like really bog standard normal names that don't really have any kind of fantasy connotation. But for them, that's a definition of fantasy. Ah, that was it. She's kind of like a sister. She's kind of like a sister-in-law. She was Scott's fiance. Mm. So she just took over because there was literally no one left because Gordon... Um, was in his tower or whatever. He ran away. And Scott died. And Scott died. So, yeah. Um, and Scott and Gordon? 
Scott and Gordon are brothers. brothers. Ah, there you go. So there, yeah. see, there is. So there's kind of a, a familial So that makes tie. more sense. I did miss that when we were playing the game because, like, I was like, why, why suddenly is Gordon taking over the role of king? Surely it should be Hilda still because Hilda. Well, been no, because she was still the queen, but he was just looking after the military side of things when he came back. But he was the one who was like making all the decisions. Mm. Well, she was like. also not there. Mm. Yeah, she kept she getting captured. Yeah. Like, yeah. a lot of stuff happened, and, like, <laughs> it all happens in a really short space of time because it's not the longest of games. It's the first Sid, the first Sid that yeah, we have in the game. Yeah, it's very true, yeah. Um, which was, was interesting. He was a grouchy old man, and, like yeah. It, like, yeah, the transportation system was a bit frustrating. You were like, on the ships all the time. and Yeah, ships between airships. You had to keep going to Sid if you wanted to take an airship, and he was in a very awkward location. Um, but, like, that was the thing. It had a lot of potential to be, like, I think a it's one of those game. games where... Final Fantasy 2 needed to happen so that they could figure out what it was they wanted to do. Yeah, and what forward. not to do. Yeah, because like they had a decent system in... I guess it's kind of systematic of what... Or, or, or I guess an example of what we're going through right now and have been going through for the last like two decades, mm. whereby they had something established with Final Fantasy 1. Final Fantasy 2, they chose to like pretty much change almost everything, apart from like the turn-based battle system. That, that stayed... But the progression mechanics, the how they did the story, how they did dungeons, how like all the lo- all loads of different mechanics were completely fresh, mm. and some of them worked, some of them just really did not work. Yeah. So with three, they basically said, "All right, what we'll do is we'll go, we'll incorporate the elements that worked with two and enhance those on what we did with one, and like basically create this kind of mishmash meld, which then is what they did moving forward. Mm-hmm. And like four was obviously like the more and hot, I guess like a mishmash of three and two. Yeah. And then like they just kept iterating on what they'd done there, but they didn't ever really go as extreme as they did." with two mm-hmm. where they were yeah i mean like the as a kawazu i think who came up with all the leveling mechanics which by today's standards i mean it's basically what elder scrolls does mm. you use things you become more proficient in them in elder scrolls if you use your shield your shield skill goes up if you do sneak attacks then your sneaking score like it's it's all based around like usage gets proficiency mm. and that's how final fantasy 2 works it's just that it doesn't work very well yeah and you constantly have to keep attacking yourself you're too you're too reliant on enemies dealing damage to you to get your stats up and like you've got to try and find the right type of enemy that's going to hurt you just enough to be able to get the things up (laughs) because if you go to the pathetic ones they'll just you just won't go anywhere um but yeah and that like outside of the battle mechanics this freaking like let's learn words mechanic like i just what is this like seek and find like i just i i did hated it no no i think it was their way of trying to introduce more exposition to the game Mm. to like try and make it a bit more of an interactive learning experience so that you've try and figure out a bit more about what's going on because i guess it encouraged you to talk to different npcs to learn about things and you'd have to like i guess because they Adventure games around that time were very much about experimentation and mm. trying to figure out. Like, you got to talk to all these different people. You got to combine all these different objects to try and make progress. Seems like it was their interpretation of that, mm. where yeah, you've got to learn this word and you got to use speak to all these people who might know this word to see if you can learn something new that can progress the plot. Yeah, but it was just so annoying. 
Like it was just, it was just so frustrating because I'd be like, oh, hey, I haven't learned that word or I've learned this word and I need to learn this word. And I mean, like you and I both just did not, because we were playing um, the anniversary edition. So like they had the, uh, the dungeon, the dungeon the that shall not, labyrinth. that shall not be named. I just named it. Sorry. <laughs> I know. But like, that was horrible. Like, because you had to have the right words, and if you didn't learn the words that you needed, you couldn't do certain things in order to get certain people's weapons, and it was just like, oh my god. And you god. also had to get all the way through without dying, and if you died, you went back to the start. This is so painful. It was not a short thing either. No. And yeah, like, I mean, Final Fantasy 2 had lots of dubious game design decisions, mm. but the Arcane Labyrinth is a new addition. Mm. It wasn't in the original game. So yeah. whoever came up with the Arcane Labyrinth would have the benefit of like two decades worth of Final Fantasy experience to know and they that still that's cool. put that in there. Like, <laughs> like probably, why could it just be a dungeon? Yeah, it's probably one of the worst mechanics for acquiring an ultimate weapon in the history of the franchise. <laughs> and this is speaking from people who have done the minigames in Final Fantasy X, although I would argue that twelve is worse in some regards or just as bad. Yeah, like yeah, the marketplace. But I, yeah, I, I think, I'd say it's a solid, solid tie. I think it's just the fact that it takes like a good, I don't know, half an hour to an hour, maybe even longer for each character. Mm. And you can get the ultimate weapons for the optional characters too, but they're not even going to stick around. Yeah. 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 Is, is, it, is, there a, is a choice. Yeah. It wasn't a good choice. No, at least um, during our playthrough, like Adam was telling us... Um, uh, Aeon Lord was telling us about uh, all the ones that he was getting. But yeah, like, we were just saying no. We were just, no, just no. Yeah, not a fun experience. But yeah, like, I mean, it's it's sad because, like, I don't, it's hard to be so harsh on a Final Fantasy game like this. But, like, it, it really, there were some some things that you could see that they tried to do and that like they excelled in in later games, but like a majority of it was just really painful. Yeah, so I think it's one of those games that it needed to happen them needed for the, no, it needed to happen for them to be able to find their feet a little bit. Mm. But like you know, other aspects were good. Like the, obviously the graphics were better than the the first game. Mm. You had a, a bit more uh, versatility with how you could use the characters because everyone could use any weapon, anyone could use any magic. So in that regard, it it did offer that flexibility and customization that maybe you couldn't get in the first game. Like mm. once you locked in those jobs in Final Fantasy One, you were stuck with those until the end. And if that job configuration didn't suit the way you wanted to play. You had to start all the way over again. Yeah. Final Fantasy 2 obviously had the thing of like, well, you have to level up these different things now. And okay, I've got to level up my each of those different weapon skills. You have to level up the different magics individually to be able to cast stronger versions of them. That takes a lot of time. Mm. Um, it's not the most pleasant of experiences having to be, oh, I've got a new spell, but it's level one and now it does no damage. And I've got to... Because <laughs> I think you got some of the ultimate magic, didn't you? And mm. then just using it was just going through the process of trying to make it useful yeah was just too much and like having to use berserk on myself like every second it was just it was a game changer yeah it helped but it's just like i just don't want to have to do that every time it takes so much time yeah yeah like um yeah it's really hard 
Okay, so I'm going to say something positive about okay, the game. Yeah, say something positive. The music. Yeah. I think Uematsu did a really good job with the music. And I think in many ways, I, I prefer the soundtrack to Final Fantasy 1. Mm. I think there are some really good themes in there, especially with the Dawn of Souls remake of the soundtrack. Mm. It, it brings a lot of the tracks to life in a way that they just didn't really have in, in the original NES version. And so I think that if, if I'm looking at every element of this game together, mm. the music is probably the thing that they just really got right. It's the standout thing for me. I think there are probably numerous moments on the stream where I was just like, yeah, I can get into this. I can dig this. Yeah. It just had some really classic classic tracks and one does as well. One mm. does as well, but I think two two really uh, kind of up to the bar with with the music. I'm glad they didn't really like tarnish it too much in the anniversary edition as well. Like I mean, going from this to like Final Fantasy 3s, it's um I, I'm not a big fan of what they did with Final Fantasy 3 in terms of the sounds that they used and stuff. Um, I feel like I'd rather listen to the 8-bit versions of the... Um, sorry, the like original versions of all the songs in Final Fantasy 3. Whereas with this anniversary edition, it was... Um, they kept it quite faithful. Um, and it, it sounded really nice. I just... like If there's anything I can say, it's that like I wish that they handled the other remakes of games of this era as well as they did Final Fantasy 2 and Final Fantasy 1. I think like the way in which they kept it authentic with like upgrading it slightly was really good. Um the um I mean the graphics themselves they 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 were they were right. They were just good enough to to be a uh, uh, positive but just like retro enough to not like take away from what it originally was because i think that is the thing about final fantasy 3 that they chose to do the remake on the ds yeah and they went for the 3d style and they didn't really need to because it's the same era of game as final fantasy 1 and 2 mm. and they they haven't done 3d remakes of either of those games so it, it's just interesting that they felt that they needed to do that for three mm-hmm. and they didn't need to do it for one and two because Final Fantasy four did also get a 3D remake, but they also did a 2D remake. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's just because three didn't have that same level of recognition. Maybe they couldn't justify doing that for three because of the sales. And they felt that if they were going to, because, because three didn't have the nostalgic quality for a lot of Westerners, the 3D remake was really the, the first experience a lot of people have with three mm-hmm. and maybe they felt that they wouldn't get on with a 2d version of it yeah i mean because like they did do a lot to the th- uh to the three remake to sort of make it different by like adding actual characters in because the characters in the original version were kind of a bit more like the um sort of stand-ins of the first game like they didn't really have much they didn't have names they didn't have much like personalities or anything um so yeah but i i did i did really appreciate the sort of dawn of souls anniversary editions of of final fantasy one and two but yeah yeah i i just i don't i don't see me going for this one again like i don't see me wanting desperately to uh 
to revisit Final Fantasy II any point? (laughs) It's a hard one to recommend. Yeah. I think that, like, if you're really dedicated, like us, to uh, playing all the Final Fantasy games and sort of going through the history of it, I think it's it is a necessary evil because it it really set the foundation for the things that came afterwards. But if you're just if you just want to enjoy a Final Fantasy game, like this this is not it. This was a misstep in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, I think it it's one of those games where if you play it you'll gain an appreciation for the others a bit more. Mm-hmm. And uh if you but if you yeah, if you're not trying to go through and, and learn all about the franchise and experience everything from start to finish, then two is probably not a game that should be of too much interest to you. Yeah. Because you're not really gonna gain anything from it. Yeah. It doesn't have a job system, it has a really weird progression system for character development. It's got good music. Uh, mm-hmm. The graphics in the remake version are pretty much the same as one. The story is it's kind of higgledy-piggledy. Yeah. It's it's like Final Fantasy 1's story with a bit more impetus, but not the polish that they were able to get with 3. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. That's basically how we feel about Final Fantasy 2. I'm yeah. excited because like, we're playing through 3 right now, and I am really excited for... Um, the future like i mean i could say like it's really nice playing through three but i am kind of excited to play through four which is the next one i'll be playing um myself because at the moment daryl's playing through three and Um, i'm having a good time with it yeah everyone's getting a bit uh concerned about my constant job changing but it's cool i just want to i just want to experiment and just try and experience new things and try things out and you know that's one of the things about a job system isn't it you just got to try and find the right thing for you Mm. You gotta find the right setup. Um, I think the only character who I've really been consistent with is Ark. Yeah, he is my white mage yeah. through and through. Yeah, <laughs> but he will change Forever. soon because we're gonna get devouts. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Final Fantasy Two is uh, yeah, it's it's a it's one that's hard to recommend. I think, but yeah, we'd love to hear from uh, from you guys to to learn how many of you have played through Final Fantasy Two and and what you think about it and the system that you played on as well. Mm. But yeah, it's a bit of a shorter episode this time around, I'm afraid. It's been a rough couple of weeks for us, really. The The second lockdown has, has kind of put things into perspective for us. But we also had um, one of the one of the kids at home with us the whole time. Mm-hmm. We've uh, we've been able we've been desperately trying to get things done when we can. But we had a very short window to record this podcast and we had to make use of it. Yeah, it just was a case of like, let's get this get this out but i think we're doing okay we're doing okay we've got something out hopefully you guys have had an entertaining listen even if it's a bit shorter than normal and who knows maybe next episode we'll have something new to talk about with regards to the final fantasy 7 remake or final fantasy 16 probably not but (laughs) but we can hope wishful thinking we can hope but yeah so that's uh that's pretty much it this episode guys The next episode of Final Fantasy Union is scheduled to come out on the 8th of December. Until then, be sure to check out all our news coverage at finalfantasyunion.com. And if you enjoy what we do, why not check us out on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash ffkhunion. For now though, it's time to say goodbye. Bye everyone. And I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a finalfantasyunion.com production.